Welcome to At the Table, a play reading series. We're releasing a special mini-season, reading short 10 to 20 minute pieces produced during self-isolation. These readings are being captured using voice memos on smartphones. This week, we're performing What If Oreos Were All That Was Left by Molly Burdick. A quick content warning, this play features strong language and a situation quite similar to the current global pandemic. If content inspired by current world events is something you'd like to avoid, well, maybe skip this one. Either way, be sure to listen to our cast and playwright interview episodes to learn more about this piece and the people involved. We hope you enjoy the show. We are so excited to be here today reading What If Oreos Were All That Was Left by Molly Burdick. As we get going, let's read from the character list on page two. Can everyone tell me who they are and who they're reading? Crystal and Lloyd, Tula, 13, she, her, ringleader. Alyssa May Gold, Lena, 13, she, her, braces, big nerd. Remy Germanario, Stewart, 12, he, him, Dwight Schrute energy. Tony Aiden Vaux, Stephen, 13, he, him, a middle child. Time, spring, 2021. Place, four bedrooms in America and Pompeii. The author, Molly Burdick, has put a quote in here from the song Pompeii by Bastille. And the quote is as follows. I was left to my own devices. Many days fell away with nothing to show. And the walls kept tumbling down in the city that we love. But if you close your eyes, does it almost feel like you've been here before? How am I going to be an optimist about this? Four bedrooms, four middle school-aged kids in pajamas. Tula's room is pink. A package of Oreos sits on her bed. Lena's room is blue. A package of Oreos sits on her bed. Stuart's room is forest green. A package of Oreos sits on his bed. Stephen's room is maroon. A package of Oreos sits on his bed. I am telling you it's not. It is. I literally just watched it last night. I don't see it. I've searched for it and it's not Lena, you must have watched it somewhere else. It's not on Netflix anymore. See? Okay, okay, calm down. I will not be calm. Have you guys finished the reading for Mrs. Klein? Uh, Stephen, shut up. I finished it yesterday. I finished it, but it's not like it matters anyway. Dark. No, I didn't do the reading, and I'm not going to do the reading. That's unlike you. I'll send you the spark notes. Tula pulls her laptop onto her bed and clicks around for a moment. Sent. Got it. Lena, where did you watch if you weren't on Netflix? I honestly don't know, Stu. Might have been a DVD. A DVD? Are you fucking kidding me? Oh my god, calm down. You have a DVD player too. It's not like I'm some fucking weirdo for having a DVD player, Stuart. Yeah, but I'm not gonna drag the whole system up into my room so I can watch Friends while I fall asleep, Lenore. That's not my name. 8.30. They all simultaneously reach for an Oreo and perform the dance of the Oreo. Hand sanitizer, twist, top, lick, scrape, bottom. You know how it goes. Do you want to borrow the DVDs? You're crazy. She's crazy. The two of you need to cool it. 
So, none of you are worried about doing the homework? I already did it. I did it already. Steven, I swear to God, when was the last time one of our teachers checked if we had done the homework? Um, like, uh... Like, a month ago. I guess. So, calm your tits. I don't have tits. Let's watch something together, then. What do you want to watch? Well, I wanted to watch Friends, but that's clearly not going to happen, is it? Steven. What? What do you want to watch? Oh, um, can we watch a movie? Something light, please. Maybe, like, Eternal Sunshine? <laughs> of fucking course you'd pick Ugh, that movie. That's not light, Steven. It's Steven's choice. We'll watch Eternal Sunshine. I hate all of you. Friends? <laughs> is homophobic, Stuart. Okay, it's outdated. It's a product of the time in which it was made. Does everyone have the movie pulled up? Yes. Yes. Ugh, fine. They all plug in headphones. It's a good movie, Stu. Whatever. Three, two, one, play. They all press play. The opening music plays, fades out as the lights go down. Darkness. Time passes. Tula's laptop screen glows blue in the darkness. She has opened it on her bed. Sometimes I wonder if this is how it felt when ancient Rome fell. In the moment, I bet nobody was thinking, wow, this is the fall of ancient Rome. Trademark. It was just home one day. And then it probably felt something like this. And then there were these ruins. And then there were tourists. I wonder sometimes if one day people will look at the ruins of my bedroom and say, wow, one day long ago, a little girl lived here and she really wanted to be an ice skater. Maybe she was a world famous ice skating prodigy. When we think of the fall of ancient Rome, we think of wars and fire and blood. We think of greatness. But if we zoom in on one family, on one person, it was probably a lot more like, like nobody had enough toilet paper or, you know, whatever they used to wipe their butts with back then. It, it was probably like canned beans and Oreos or grape leaves or whatever. I wonder if they talk about anything like this in all those books on the fall of Rome. I had been hoping to read those books someday. She closes her laptop. Time passes. Lights up. Empty Oreo packages strewn across the stage. Tula is doing yoga. Lena has brought her TV set into her room and is watching Star Wars. Stuart's map is red with pins. Steven is plucking out a song on his keyboard. Steven, can you stop? Steven? Oh my god, shut up! What the fuck, man? If you were playing a real song, it would be tolerable, but God. I'm writing a song. For who? What? For whom are you writing a song? For, you know, me. Mm. Lena's watching Star Wars for the 900th time. Nobody's complaining. I like Star Wars. Can you all please? Please what? Please stop. Tula. Hmm? This isn't fair. You've been playing the same four notes for like an hour. Fine. 
I just log off and log back on later. No. 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 Steven, you are not going anywhere. Okay, okay. Jeez. I'm sorry, dude. You can keep playing. It's fine. Stuart clicks around on his computer for a bit, then adds a red pin to his map. Oh, it's one o'clock. They perform the dance of the Oreo. thirsty. Okay. I'm out of bottles. Ugh. All right. You have seven minutes. Be careful. Lena exits. All three remaining sit at their desks and stare at their computers. We hear steps downstairs, water boiling, whistling, water boiling and whistling again. Seven minutes pass. Ugh, Jesus Christ. Steps coming back up. Lena re-enters wearing latex gloves, holding a large sealed pitcher of water using a potholder. She sets it down on her desk and tosses the potholder and the gloves off stage. God damn it, Lena. That was eight minutes on the dot. Sorry. You had us all worried. I don't think seven minutes is sufficient time to boil two pots of water and- and Seven minutes is plenty of time. Something could have happened to you. We all need to take a deep breath. Uh, shut up, Stephen. God. Don't take that tone with us, Lena. We're trying to look out for you. Yeah, I know, I know. It's our responsibility to look out for each other, Lena. We're all we have left, you know? I know, Stu. I know. I'm sorry. I'll be quicker next time. Thank you. Lena pours the boiled water into a mug on her desk. She sanitizes her hands and settles back into bed. Presses play on Star Wars. Stephen lifts his package of Oreos to pick up the book underneath. He pauses, Oreos in hand. Um, guys? Hmm? I, um... What's up? Did I do something wrong? What do you mean? I'm... I'm out of Oreos. What? I'm out of Oreos. That's impossible. If you're out of Oreos, we're all out of Oreos. Uh, I'm out of Oreos. Fuck, how did this happen? No, 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 no. I counted out. I did all the math. We were supposed to have enough to last us until the end of the week. How did nobody notice we were getting low? Do we have another package? Maybe we overestimated. Maybe we have another package. No, this was our last package. Whose turn was it to go on Friday? Mine. Can you go today? Uh, I, she, uh, she can't go today. It's not her turn to go today. It's her turn to go on Friday, you idiot. Well, someone has to go today or else we're all going to die. Okay. Let's just calm down a little. I think we, we're all a bit on edge. No shit we're on edge. We're fucking living off sugar and carbs, but thank you for stating the obvious. Stuart, stop. Tula has started to cry. She is gasping for air. Tula? Tula, we're sorry. This is all my fault. No, no, it isn't. It is. I did the math. Wrong. <laughs> Look what you fucking did, Stuart. I didn't do anything. Guys, this is unproductive. <gasps> I'm hungry. <laughs> I miss my mom. <laughs> I miss my cat. <laughs> I miss meat. <laughs> <laughs> Ha <laughs> 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 <laughs>
What are we gonna do? I, I, I don't know. It's only a few days. Gandhi survived 21 days of complete starvation. We're not Gandhi, Stu. I'm trying to lighten the mood, Lenore. Sorry, yeah. We'll be fine. <sighs> Maybe we should just all go to sleep early tonight. Yeah. Sounds good. They do the dance of the Oreo. Sans Oreos. Night. We are at Pompeii, the Roman amphitheater in ruins. Tula sits alone on the stage. She holds a flower. When I was little, I marked the changing of the seasons with yard work. <laughs> well, springtime meant sitting outside with my mom, pulling up dead remains of the flowers from the year before. And we'd wear work gloves and ratty t-shirts and get totally covered in mud and worms. I loved the smell of the earth. It smelled like, like, like life. We were pulling up all this dead stuff out of the ground and the soil was breathing for the first time all winter. Yeah, yeah, it smelled like life. And we'd chuck it all in a paper bag that was bigger than me and put it on the side of the road to be picked up by a truck that took all the dead stuff and brought it away somewhere. Then we'd, we'd dig little holes and stick new bulbs in the ground and summer meant they'd grow. She lays the flower on the stage. When I was little, I marked the changing of the seasons with yard work. Now, I marked the hours with Oreos. When you find the ruins of my room, I wonder what you'll choose to see. I've kept journals all my life thinking someday someone might find this. Someday someone might read this. This might be a relic someday. Someday I'll be ancient. You will look through my room and find my journals full of math that didn't mean anything. And you'll think I helped people. I would like to have helped people. Maybe I still will. Don't humans learn from history? Isn't that why we study it? I hope you find my room. I hope I help you even if it's in a small way. I hope you learn something. End of play. The Table, a play reading series, is produced by Charging Moose Media. We are hosted by Rachel Flynn and Ned Donovan. Our artistic director and senior producer is Rachel Flynn. Editor is Ned Donovan. Associate producer is Megan Bagala. Music this week is by Marcus Thorne Bagala and Steve Goldshine. Special thanks to our playwright Molly Burdick and our cast Alyssa May Gold, Crystalline Lloyd, Tony Aiden Voe, and Remy German Ario. Be sure to tune in to our cast interview and playwright interview episodes where you can learn more about the team behind this piece. <laughs>